Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard, and this is the extra super special Halloween show. <laughs> so it's going to be really, really scary. Trust me, scary. I- I'm shaking already. Two of the scariest people I know. Nate Woolley, our publisher, <laughs> is one of them. Um... But not not so much for scariness. It's just every, every now and then you 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 put my check in that that jar of spiders. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know how hard it is to capture those damn things every week. <laughs> not so hard this year. I think they're everywhere. I, actually, around my house, I have so many freaking spiders that like. Uh, my wife was like, oh, are we going to put up Halloween decorations? I'm like, I don't have to. Our house is already covered That's in webs. That's because I took care of that for you. Well, excellent. There we go. You know, my paycheck's up there by yeah. the rain gutter. <laughs> also joining us is Neil. Neil is our uh, Neil is our reviewer who – Neil, you look at most of the horror games. I don't know if that was by design or just, you know, when I throw them up in the air, you jump the highest. But, like, all the super scary stuff, you're, you're just like, oh, me, 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 right? Yeah, it's – one of those genres I always love, and when you told me this was going to be a scary show, I think I found out why. You never told me Nate was going to be here. <laughs> yeah, Nate's been gone for a while, but uh, Nate is back, and Nate is going to be with us on a regular basis. He's back from his uh... – so you were out, like, what, in the Middle East, like, rounding up new business something for us like or something that, like that? Yeah. Mars. <laughs> I'm, ac- I'm, actually, uh, I'm actually Wi-Fi from Mars right now. Oh, that's pretty cool. You sound really good. Um, actually, that brings up an interesting segue into our show because I was just playing um, the new XCOM game, uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown, and uh, it, I was like, there were parts in it that was I was I was pretty scared. You know, it was like you know I'm 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 hunkered down behind a like a cement mixer or something, and there's these little freaking aliens sneaking up on both sides of me, taking shots, and I'm, like, scared to death that my team is going to die, and, it, and I'm, like, you know, I'm petrified. But, but Neil, your your point about the, the, the horror genre today is that lots of games, I mean, lots of games are adding horror elements into them, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a quote-unquote horror game, right? Right, absolutely. Uh, a lot of games I've played, they are horror games, but they're it, they're not standalone. Like for example, Fear. I love Fear. Fear is one of my favorite series of all times. But when I think of Fear, before I think horror, I think first-person shooter. Resident Evil's kind of got the third-person shooter going on as well. So it's really kind of shifting around from what it used to be. With games like the old Resident Evils, Silent Hill, those games were close to just pure horror, but now every now it seems like horror is like more of a subgenre than anything else. Yeah, yeah, it kind of makes sense. I mean, the um, the the one thing. I mean, I was kind of joking about about the uh, about being scared at XCOM. I'm I'm not that much of a wimp. I actually do like scary games. Um, but. I think that you're right. I think that I kind of miss, like, there have been games where I've been scared to death. I mean, Doom 3 with with the, the flashlight. I mean, I still don't know why that guy didn't just find some freaking duct tape somewhere on Mars and tape it to the end of his gun. Because walking around with the flashlight, and then you see a monster, and you have to put the flashlight down and then draw your gun and fire into the dark. I mean, it just doesn't seem I mean, that For God's sake, didn't Ripley do that in Aliens? 
<laughs> yeah, well, the yeah. duct tape, yeah, sure. I mean, anybody would. Okay, you're in a pitch dark room. It's filled with monsters. You have a flashlight, a gun, and some tape. You figure out what the puzzle is. Unless right? you do the sensible thing and say, I don't think I'm going in there. I, I guess not, but you're the marine hero in Doom uh-huh. 3. But but Doom 3 scared me. Um, Silent Hill really scared me, but, but what I was going to say was that the games that have the heavy gunplay, like Neil was saying, they don't scare me as much. I, I somehow, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a, an American, <laughs> I feel comforted when I have a forty five in my hand. I don't, I don't worry so much about this. Oh, why don't we have Chella you know? here this time? Every time oh, we know. bring up she, guns, she's like... You people are strange. <laughs> well, yes, we are. Um, and, you know, I would be considered, in, in the scale of Americans, I would be considered a light gun nut. <laughs> really. There are some people that live and breathe it. But I'm just saying, games where they give you a bunch of firepower, they're not as scary. Uh, I like Silent Hill because, you know, you get a pipe, and if you hit a zombie three times with it, it breaks, and you got to go find a chair or something to use next time. Neil, Neil, what do you think? I mean... I mean, you play the whole genre. I mean, Fear is a perfect example of a game where you have some incredibly heavy firepower. I mean, does that make you less scared when you play the game? Yes, and going back to uh, being a gun nut, I'm actually sitting right next to a giant Russian rifle that shoots uh, anti-personnel bullets, so I'm I'm kind of up there. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) Fear, the first Fear anyways, really found ways to kind of psychologically, like, psych you out. It wasn't exactly scaring you, but it made you just paranoid as hell. Uh, mm. But yeah, heavy firepower does have a lot to do on the fear level. Uh, kind of like I mentioned in my editorial last Halloween, uh, if there's a thousand zombies walking up to me and I have a chain gun, I'm not worried. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> games like Condemned, where you pry whatever you can out the environment to fend off these enemies, and in one case, I was trying to fend off three enemies with a mannequin arm. You tend to get a little bit paranoid when you start hearing voices and scratching, and all you're holding is that little ball bat you found off that dead corpse not too long ago. Yeah, I like Condemned is a great example, because Condemned is another one. I'd forgotten about Condemned. Condemned is a game that scared me pretty good, too. I like the controls in Condemned, because you use the hat keys to, like, throw left punch, right punch, or whatever. You you kind of felt like you were in the game. And there were guns in there, but the guns, you, you'd find a gun, and it would have, like, three bullets left. And then once that's done, you you know, you can throw it at somebody. And that was about as valuable as the guns were in that Well, with game. that, what I normally do is, at one point, I made the mistake of, I got too over-anxious ran in there, picked up a pistol, I pulled off somebody, had two bullets in it, there's three people, so I headshot, headshot, just pistol with the third one to death. <laughs> well, I guess you can. I guess you, well, I guess if you're an advanced gun nut, you can do anything you want, Neil. <laughs> because we're not going to stop you. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, well, Nate, Nate, I know you, you also look at the... Um, well, well, I wanted to mention. So, so Neil, want, real quick, and then I'll I'll get to you, Nate, because uh, I have a question for you, to you about movies and about the the uh, the seemingly love of horror movies that have been coming out lately in the last couple of years. So, Neil, are you saying basically that there's no in the in the game industry? Are you saying that there's no pure quote unquote horror game? That it's it's some other type of game with a degree of horror elements. That's exactly right. Uh... The way horror games have shifted, it's secondary. Uh, it's a shooting game with horror elements in it, as in they do like to have things go 
moving around in the background to mess you up and psych you out. Doom 3, again, great game. Had one moment, I walked in there with the flashlight, saw this bunch of uh, armor, put my flashlight down, walked over there, picked it up, and just heard a noise, turned around, and seen these two eyes just looking at me. A couple, <laughs> couple curse words came out there, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but just like the game Deadly Premonition, it's an adventure game with kind of a spooky little storyline to it. So it's really kind of shifted to that more of a story element than it is the actual game basis. Yeah, I can I concur. I think that um, a lot of the even in even in some of the puzzle games, like you you've looked at some of the Viva Media games, like there was that uh, House of a Thousand Doors game uh, that you recently reviewed. That was that was sort of that was a puzzle game. You know, obviously it, that's its design. You know, there was you know the hidden object game and it's classic puzzle game but that was one where i think they added i don't know if it was you should consider it horror but they at least added like sort of a creepy element to sort of kind of put you off off your balance a little bit right that was kind of part of its charm right and it it actually did a pretty good job about that a lot of times you sit there going oh this is kind of different well, Nate. Um, so, if if we don't have we don't have a uh, so we may not have the actual um, the actual what you call it uh, horror game anymore in in games. But in, in movies, uh, it seems like every other movie I see advertised on TV is is a horror movie. So, I mean, do do you think that there's an increased love of the horror genre, and and why do you think that's not translating perfectly to to games? Oh, I think it does. In the end. Uh what the horror genre defines, both for games and for movies, is an easily repeatable event. I mean, how many saws are we up to now in movies? Oh, Seven or is. some ludicrous figure like that? The fact is, there's a certain type of thing that the consumers of these games and these movies want. And all you have to do to have a moderately successful one that makes you your money back and makes you a little bit of profit is to sort of repeat itself. So these things are, are relatively straightforward to produce, and they're relatively uh, safe investments. We're always going to see that. People aren't going to horror movies to see the newest thing. They might want to see a cool effect, but uh, they don't exactly want groundbreaking storylines, so it's easy to produce. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah you know I was I I didn't make the connection Nate thank you Nate for bringing up obviously the the economics that I hate side everyone. of it a lot of, well no but in this case the the economics of the situation is that the, the a lot of the horror movies that I've seen come out lately would be considered well again like we did the whole scope of the gun nut rage uh, the uh, in the scope of triple A movies the, a lot of the horror movies I'm seeing would be low budget they're not low budget like i filmed it in my basement but they're low budget in terms of you know they're not they're not building 200 million dollar sets for these horror no, movies because that would be silly you can make money on huge <laughs> blockbusters but most of these horror films even the ones that are game based i mean how many resident evil movies do we have yeah um you know you make your money by keeping the expenses low doing the same thing and making sure you guarantee a safe product to your uh to your consumers but, uh, right, right. Neil, would would you agree with that? I do, but I do also want to point out that there is also there was even kind of a minor shift even in the horror movie industry. And of course, Nate is right. It's if, if it works, why change it? But yeah, if you do, don't argue with success, baby. If you notice <laughs> over time how horror movies used to be all about like jumping out and scaring you, 
now it's, right. the balance kind of shifted. I mean, it is still kind of pretty much even, in my opinion. But a lot of times, these horror movies, like Saw, have all shifted to just gore-based, gore blood-gore-based than actual boo. Yeah, I hate movies like that. Like, like when I was growing up, like the big movies were like the Friday the 13th series, and then the the one where the uh, um, yeah Friday the 13th with Jason. And I swear to God, if you say kids this day, I'm firing you. <laughs> I think you look think of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, the other one, right. Those were the two, and all my friends were so into them, and they were so into, at least Nightmare on Elm Street was clever, you know, but the Jason, the, 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 the Friday 13th movies were just, they were just dumb, but all my friends were so into them, and they were all like, you know, they all did the little thing, like they would, they would do the, I, what was the thing when Jason was coming up, it would go cha 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 cha, ah, 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 ah. they would always do that, Hell, and creep me out. Well, yeah, they would, but but they would love it. They'd be like, "Oh man!" And then Jason cut this girl's head off with the machete, and then he ran over this other guy. And I'm like, "Okay, that that's not even horror to me. That just that that seems kind of ridiculous." Um, I I prefer the more subtle, like actual horror, you know, where it's it's more psychological. I guess you know. I guess I prefer that in my games and my movies. Well, those take harder work to produce. <laughs> I mean, look at The Shining, for God's sake. Perfect example. That's one where the well, that's one we had a little bit of the in-your-face horror, but the but the real scary part of it was you know building up to it. You know, the kid riding his stupid big wheel on the carpet. I mean, that was the, that was what that was what put you on it edge. Was, you know, yeah, I mean, it, or or more recently, uh, Demi's Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. That I silence. Mean, that silence was another good one. Uh, it had a kind of an odd. Like it's creepy build up. It's a lot, a, a good balance of gore, and just when you think you have everything kind of figured out, the ending you're just like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> That's true. And now we're even getting parody horror movies. Like uh, Neil was saying, he just saw uh, Cabin in the Woods. And Neil, you were saying that it wasn't so much horror; it was sort of like making fun of the horror genre. Yeah, it's well, a send up, and that's useful. Kind of like the first Scream was. It, it, it was different. It, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just kind of like, huh. And there hasn't really been a good, in my opinion, there hasn't really been a good make, uh, horror parody since Scary Movie 3. Right. And there's never been, that I know of, a horror parody game. I mean, anybody can think of one. I, I doubt it. Okay, that's, I didn't think so. <laughs> Remember what um, we're talking about. We're talking about there has – Neil, I'm not making fun of you here. There hasn't been a good horror parody since Silent Movie 3. That statement is as funny and ridiculous as anything I've ever heard. Uh, because you're you're implying that it wasn't a good no, movie. No, I'm not even – I'm not implying that. I'm saying – but there were three of them, and I think it fits <laughs> into my, my thesis that, you know – <laughs> These people are out here to make a quick buck. Well, they're actually, not make, they're not making was, art. There was four of them. God, well, I, that, I, four, that fourth one was an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was horrible. But, but yeah, the idea, idea that you can do send-ups and play with the the genre is a useful thing. And frankly, Cabin in the Woods is going. This is ridiculous. Watch this, as opposed to trying hmm. to play it straight. 
Right. Well, I, well, and there's no, and I assume the reason you guys think games don't do that is because uh, it's actually far easier to get together, get some actors together, write up a funny script, and to do a parody movie than it is to actually create a parody video game. Or is it that there wouldn't be a return on your investment? I think you could probably get uh, away with one. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact is, games are such a limiting medium. You can't do the nuances you can't in uh, movies or in theater. You know, in the end, a first-person shooter is a first-person shooter. And it's we ain't mm. talking art here. The best things about Doom and the old Wolfenstein thing was they just hand-waved the plot. I mean, for Doom 2, <laughs> the thesis was you were out walking your dog on the sands of Mars in his little thing, in his little, you know, dog walk suit. When you got back, demons were everywhere. Get busy. I mean, no kidding. That was the setup. And never again is your hmm. dog mentioned. I mean, I wanted to know what happened to the dog. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't get a spin-off yeah, exactly. back then. Everybody was all crazy about Doom. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> well, all I'm saying is there just isn't the artistic flexibility you can give yourself with a video game that you can with a movie. I mean, everybody likes to say, ooh, video games are supplanting movies, ooh. And it's true for dollars and cents, but in terms of human expression and such, they just can't do it. They're not there. No, I mean, we're trying to get there. I, it'll be interesting to see how Beyond uh, Two Souls come when it comes out, um, because you know the the follow up to Heavy Rain, um, and it looks like it's got you know it's got a Hollywood actress in it, and um, and it's got uh, it's got what looks to be a a scary, you know, detailed uh, plot and good graphics and things like that, and we'll, we'll see how it works. Um, I, like I say, Neil, I, I like my games a little more subtle. I prefer, like, Silent Hill 3 to do- Doom to me, Doom 3, you can only scare me with a demon jumping out of a cabinet so many times before it becomes, you become desensitized. Yeah, frank- frankly, but the with- cyber demon was scarier than anything in Doom 3. <laughs> but the, uh, but the, 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 the horror that I get out of something like the Silent Hill series, and I, I, to me, the Silent Hill, by the way, ended at three. Four was just a total abomination. Um, it, it, but, uh, but I liked, I liked three and I liked the two, but it was, it was subtle. You know, you, you, it, it, it was, it touched you on a psychological level and it made you afraid, even though there may not necessarily have, there was enough little stupid things that came after you to, to, to let you know that there was a real danger. But most of that scariness was waiting for something to happen. Right, and that, that's one of the best ways, in my opinion, you can actually judge a horror game is on how paranoid it makes you. And because that's the thing, though, <laughs> Doom 3, yeah, the enemies may not have been scary, but how often did you have to keep stopping and turning around to make sure that was sneaking up behind you? Uh, right, right. Fear. Even Fear 3, I was messing one of them, like, I haven't seen anything in a while. Just kind of crawling, climbing up a ladder, empty shelf, empty shelf, facing the ladder, like, ah! And, I mean, I was <laughs> slowly crawling up the ladder the rest of the time, make sure there was going to be some random face there again. So, that's On- one of those things that you have to, that, that you can judge it on. And to go back to what Nate said real quick, I think one of the reasons we don't see many of those, like, epic horror games like Doom 3 is because of budget. Because uh, Doom 3 put a lot into getting the lighting perfect and really going all out on that at the graphics at the time. And I don't think any game company is really willing to take that kind of risk financially. 
Right, right. Well, they were lucky because they had the Doom name, so it was pretty well established that they they were going to make their money back, or at least more than most games would. And, and talk about Paranoid, I guess if, if you're looking at what game made you the most paranoid, for me it was Thief Deadly Shadows, because uh, you were sneaking around, you're the thief, and again, not a horror game, but... But about halfway through the game, something happens, and it becomes kind of a horror game where there's zombies and golems and stuff after you. And I uh, I played that, and I got into it so much that I remember I was walking to the bank, and I scruffed my foot a little bit, and it made, like, a noise. And I, like, jumped and looked around, and I was like, oh, wait, okay, I'm in real life. I can make a little noise when I walk. It's okay. <laughs> so I guess that was that would be considered paranoid. So kudos to Thief for that. So I guess my final question to you guys is this then. Um, so what do you think is the is the state of the horror game as far as, you know, games in the industry? Uh, and do you think that we're going to see – do you think that we're going to see more of them or more of a certain type of them? Or have we sort of reached the pinnacle and this is as good as it's ever going to get? And we'll start with um, – we'll start with Neil since this is your show, Neil. Well, I – I kind of see horror games being hit or miss. That's what I'm really catching up. Uh, uh, Deadly Premonition, miss. Fear, hit. Fear 2, miss. So, I mean, it's just kind of like, for the most part, throwing darts. You're not going to exactly know what you're going to hit. So, that's kind of had me a little bit hesitant. But I do... I, I think the presence of horror games is going to maybe slightly increase or possibly just kind of flatline and stay about right where it's at, because it's still not up on that list of popular genres, because when Fear 3 came out, uh, I was living in Marietta, Ohio at the time, it was a college city, pretty good sized city, close to Parkersburg, West Virginia, and there was only, I think, 10 pre-orders of Fear 3. And I'm sitting there going, really? So, I mean, I really don't see it being that big of a genre. Uh, It's still going to take kind of middle of the pack, but... Uh, I'm really kind of unsure about the quality going forward. Okay, F- fair enough. Uh, Nate, what do you what well, do you think? I've been I mean... uncertain about the quality from the beginning, um, <laughs> but the fact is, like I said, this, they'll keep, they'll keep coming out because you can still make money with them, and in the end, that's why we're here, kids. No other reason than to cash some checks. Um, so I think we'll keep. Uh, I'm Mitt Romney, and I approve yeah, this exactly. message. Oh, so- <laughs> Did I just get political there? I'll talk you into making an endorsement again. <laughs> oh God! If anybody looks up and figures out what candidate we endorsed, we'll give you we a won't prize. Tell you what year? <laughs> yes. Uh, we won't tell you if our endorsement was successful or not. <laughs> Wonderful! Now somebody's going to go through all the archives. We're going to be responsible for some poor bastard losing his life. Yeah, probably. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, we're talking about a genre here that's fairly well-defined and is going to keep going because they keep selling and they don't have to be huge blockbusters to make their money back. And in the end, that's all what anybody wants. If you can take a small risk to make a couple of million in profit over the course of a year, you know what? You're going to do it. I I would not be surprised if 10 years from now we're talking about Silent Hill 17. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> Well, if it goes the way the Final Fantasy did, we could very well do that. Well, I mean, <laughs> how, many, I hope, how many madams are we up to? Okay, well, I hope Silent Hills don't keep continuing. Oh my god, I played Homecoming and that 
I, I had it for a grand total of six hours, and I said, okay, I'm getting rid of this game. You know, I stopped playing, like I say, I stopped playing it at four, where it was, the entire game took place in your freaking one-room apartment, which was ridiculous. <laughs> um, at, I see that it hasn't gotten any better. Okay. Homecoming good. has good graphics, but for the life of you, the places you go through, you cannot kill the enemies. There, I was walking through a uh, building, one of those uh, like weird-looking nurse things, so walking towards me. I shot it five times in the head with a pistol, clunked it in the head with a shovel three times, and continued to stab it with a knife about another six times, and it was still alive. Hell, that's oh, what so happens to just... me when I talk to Hargosh on payday. <laughs> so, so it is still like four. Okay, I see. <laughs> uh, just go back and play three again and remember how good I, things were. <laughs> I never got a chance to play Silent Hill Downpour. I wanted to, but I just never got around to picking it up. Yeah. Well, who knows? I, I don't know. We'll we'll have to I'll have to go back and see uh, how they work. Anyway, I want to say uh, happy Halloween to you, Neil, and happy Halloween Thank to you, Nate. Thank uh, So definitely show. Actually, uh, so next week is uh, Halloween. It comes on a Wednesday yeah. <laughs> this year for Doesn't some reason. Doesn't that cheer my so. kids up? So, uh, so we have the giant bucket of candy ready at Jin headquarters. So when the kids come by, they can get their candy. Not scary at all. It's just, I think it's Hershey bars this year. So <laughs> come by and grab them. Um, you can find us if you can't trick or treat with us. You can find us on Facebook at game in, uh, Facebook slash game industry. And we are on Twitter at Jin uh, Lounge which is easy enough to remember if you're listening to the Gin Lounge, to find us on Twitter under the same name. Neil, uh, Nate, thank you so thank much. You, John. Uh, and I will see you all next week right here in the Gin Lounge. Uh, until then, uh, everybody, you know, try not to be so scared out there, or at least when you think you're going to be scared, be sure to pack an extra pair of underwear. Good advice to live by. See you next week.